Tammy and I, over the next 45 minutes or so, are going to really cover three reasons why pre-planning for the second half of life always provides the best options. So during our time together, what you're going to learn, if you don't already, is that life goes much smoother with a plan. Now, that might sound obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many people I meet with have not put much thought into how they're going to plan their estate or what happens if they need long-term care. Or you might be one of those people that uh, just kind of flies by the seat of their pants all the time and never really has a plan and it all works out. Now, of course, that's not most of us, but if you are one of those people, take advantage of one of those strategy sessions so that we can talk about it. I kind of want to know your secrets, but for the most and vast majority of us, you, we're going to need to have a plan and things go smoother when there is a plan. So what you're going to learn over the next hour or so is the short-term benefits of pre-planning, the long-term benefits, because even though you don't see them now, life happens. It happens to everyone, and you can't know what's going to happen. So there's a lot of long-term benefits to doing something now to address the unknown in the future. And then, of course, the consequences of not doing it, because sometimes, depending on what motivates you, some people are not motivated by what benefits happen to them now. It's the detriments of not doing it. So regardless of how you uh, fit, on, fit in on that spectrum, hopefully we've got something for you coming up here. So this session is for you. If you're worried about the cost of long-term care or the, the effect it might have on your life savings, or if you, you're comfortable that you might be able to pay for that cost, you might be worried about what's the most tax efficient and cost-effective way to do it because sometimes the, um, the easiest way may not be the most effective way. And it's amazing how much things, how much differently things can go if there's a plan in place. Um, some people are worried about whether it's too late to start your planning and people think that they're running out of options. But what, as you're gonna see today, the sooner the better, always, that's with any type of planning. But there's, the only time it would be too late is if somebody is, is already deceased. Before then, there's something that can be done regardless of what stage you are in the second half of life. Now, of course, with more time, more can be done. That's, that's the deal with, with pretty much any type of plan. But it's not too late. And even if um, someone does have an unfortunate diagnosis or something, you're not, it, very rarely is anyone ever going to be completely out of options. It's always worth it to have a look at it and see what could be done moving forward. And so why do, we why do we want to plan so far ahead? Well, imagine if you could have a blueprint that would, that would walk you through the second half of life. Now, of course, nothing can be as perfect as a, a housing plan blueprint, for example. It's because life is not going to follow a set set of directions and instructions for what's going to come next. So there's a lot of unknowns that have to be dealt with. But if you're working with knowledgeable, knowledgeable profession, professionals that have done this a lot and do this every day, a lot of these unknowns can, can become at least more known, not predictable. You can never know when or exactly what's going to happen. But a good plan not only takes into account the foreseen expenses and the foreseen occurrences, but at least allows itself to be customizable and adaptable to the unforeseen. And this, this type of blueprint does a lot because it allows you to protect your spouse and your beneficiaries because of course, 
everything that you have now is stuff that you've worked hard to get. These are your assets. So why would you not plan to make sure that your assets go the way that you plan to um, when, when the time comes for you to for you to pass them on? A plan can also avoid conflict within your family. Now, of course, I may not be talking to you. I, I know that everyone on here, all of your children are absolutely perfect and would never fight under any circumstances. I know. But for some others, there, there is a possibility that that happens. But the best thing is to not leave that up to chance because it happens to even the most unsuspecting people. Um, conflicts can arise and money is usually one of the biggest sources of conflict. So with a plan in place, you can first, you know your family a lot better than I do, even the perfect ones, but you, you, this would allow you to know where those fault lines might be and address them now. So that when the time comes, there's less, there's not gonna be any questions that, that, that would leave an opening for conflict. <clears throat> and then of course, one, of the, one thing that you're gonna see arise quite a bit today is the fears of long-term care cost and who's gonna pay the bill. We all know it's expensive. We all know that there's a, uh, there's a big chance that it might happen. So why leave that to the unknown? I know it's hard to talk about, but it, but some of these long but some of these large costs are inevitable. So it's good to at least have a plan to at least have addressed it before it becomes a surprise. Because the worst time to talk about who's going to pay this nursing home bill is when you have one in front of you. So let's but not to just take it from me. Let's take it from a actual client testimonial here. Now, of course, the name and the picture has been changed uh, to, to protect their identity. But let's hear it from Carol here. Carol lived out of state and her brother was a Pennsylvania resident that needed nursing home care. She was referred to us by another law firm that was not able to help her. She was, after her first meeting, she was extremely confident that our staff had the knowledge to help her and help her brother. And thankfully we were able to. Now, one thing that stands out in this is that this person was referred to us by another law firm. And this is fairly common in legal areas. We, we refer to other law firms that are not for things that are not within our expertise and law firms come to send people to us as well. A lot of our clients do come from other law firms because in, within the legal community, they know that this is a largely specialized area of law and they trust our office to make sure that things are done right. Um, and in this particular case is a good example because that, that the crisis was there. Her brother did need nursing home care um, in this case, Carol was the power of attorney, and she was the one that was really having to figure out how this was going to be done. Um, she spoke with her the attorney that they had been working with for a while, and they concluded that it was a little bit outside of their expertise, so they needed to bring in the specialists. And we were there and able to help them out and get a good outcome for this family. Now, of course, this is a situation where we're talking about somebody needed nursing home care, and then the question was, okay, this person needs nursing home care now, what can we do? Thankfully, you're talking to us now because what we're talking about today is pre-planning, planning ahead for this crisis. If that had been the case for her brother, I think a lot of this would have gone much smoother and at least we would have known exactly what to do when this came. But to those people who are worrying about whether or not it's too late, it's not too late. There's almost always something that can be done, but everything is easier if you plan ahead. So, all right, let me, let me talk about myself just a little bit. Let me 
introduce myself for those of you who may not have met me or heard of me. So I'm licensed to practice only here in Pennsylvania. It's a big state. I can handle quite a bit of things in this geographical area here. Um, I lead our wealth protection planning and our Williamsport litigation departments, but I also work closely with Tammy a lot of times in our um, long-term care planning department, and I do some estate administration as well. So I've worked with clients from the pre-planning through the crisis, and then um, after people have passed away, I've seen all sides of it. And then in the litigation experience, I've especially seen what the consequences of not planning ahead and leaving things up to chance. Again, those perfect families whose children would never fight um, is usually where my litigation experience comes in. Um, in addition to those, to those things, I'm accredited with, uh, I'm an accredited attorney with U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And in 2020 was named a rising star by Super Lawyers Magazine. Now, I don't know if you're going to be as upset about this as I was, but the Super Lawyers designation does not come with a cape. I'll put that aside for now. Hey, again, life happens, but they did, they were kind enough to, to uh, name me a rising star in the field. And I'm very pleased about that. Well, so as I'm talking, if you if you pick up any Southern accent, so I'm originally from Mount Airy, North Carolina, which is a small town near Virginia that you might know better by its TV name, Mayberry. So if you're familiar with the Andrew Griffith show at all, you're familiar, you've probably heard them talk about Mayberry um, and that's where that show is based. So that's where I'm from. And so if you hear any Southern accent, um, that's, that's, that's where it is. And um, you see here on, on the screen that uh, back in the day that we, we tried to have a role for a young aspiring attorney in there to deal with, um, with, with, with the town drunk or whatever else Andy and Barney were dealing with, but I guess it didn't make the final cut. So the, uh, so my pitch didn't work out, but that brings me up here to Pennsylvania. So from Mount Airy, how did I end up here in Pennsylvania? Well, I've been drawn to law and advocacy from a very young age. You know, one of those kids that teachers say, maybe you should be a lawyer. You know, looking back, I don't know if that was necessarily a compliment, but at least I think that they, you know, they say I was good. it shows to me that I was good at what I do. But, um, but I have always considered myself an open book with an open mind. And I looked at, at my career paths and thought, where can I make the most impact in people's lives? Um, I initially wanted to be a litigator because I, you know, you always, that's the big things you hear, you know, this case, you know, had this big impact on a lot of people's lives through, through the courts. Um, but then I noticed that once, once I practiced in that a little bit, that a lot of that is just stress and deadlines and it's, it's, it, it, the impact is much more minute and there's a lot more risk there. So I decided to give elder law a try by applying to, to, to uh, Steinbacher Goodall in your check as an intern when I was in law school. And in working in this, I realized that it's so fulfilling to offer peace of mind to other people. And I get to work directly with families and help them work out their estate plan and get this pre-plan in order. And I get to see the peace of mind and the immediate effects of my work. And I found a home in this area of law and thankfully with Steinbacher Goodall in your check, that leads me to where I am today. <clears throat> and so you've probably heard enough from me at this point. Worry not, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in a bit, but I wanna turn it over to Tammy Zilski now to introduce herself and we're gonna hear from her for a little bit. Okay, thank you, Landon. Um, so again, my name is Tammy Zilski. I'm a long-term care planner with the firm certified as a Medicaid planner. So if you do find yourself in a crisis situation, uh, Landon and myself would be here to help you through that process. 
I'm also certified as a dementia practitioner. So if you are facing or loved ones facing a dementia diagnosis, um, I'm certified to help you and guide you along the, the, the journey of that disease. I also hold an insurance license um, at the law firm, and I've been with the firm for about 14 years now. And prior to my work with the firm, I was a hospice social worker and a home and community-based care manager. So how did I get here? Well, I actually started my career out at a young age as a candy striper at the Williamsport Hospital. And it was funny when I um, put this up on the uh, PowerPoint, uh, Kyle said, what's a candy striper? So in case any of you don't know, that is uh, the volunteer program that hospitals have for, for preteens uh, to really get an experience of helping other people. And it was through that volunteer position that I fell in love with helping vulnerable adults. And it did lead me to pursue my career as a social worker. Now I've always been a very strong client advocate, but my advocacy skills really fell short without legal intervention. So working alongside with the knowledgeable attorneys has allowed me the opportunity to truly make a difference in the lives of the clients that we serve, really guaranteeing that they get the help that they need. So at the law firm, we also have a strong desire to educate the public about their options for care, the types of care available, and how to pay for care. And this leads me to talking to you a little bit about my grandma. So this is my grandma Peg with her grandchildren and two of her um, children. And she suffered from Alzheimer's disease for many years. She was cared for at home by her husband until the situation really turned dangerous for both of them. Um, and then she moved in with my parents for a short time before being admitted to a local nursing home here in Williamsport where she spent the last six years of her life. Now her admission to a nursing home was prior to my work at this law firm and my family did not know about the options for care and how to pay for care. So they had not done any pre-planning. I really wish that I could go back in time and help them navigate through that process because it really would have made that journey a better experience. So this experience really does drive me to help other families so that they do not go through the frustrations that my family faced. So I hope that through this seminar, you get this one thing, that planning ahead is absolutely essential to make sure that your family is taken care of and that you do not spend any more than necessary on long-term care. Now, Landon's going to be reviewing the, the benefits of planning ahead, as he had mentioned, uh, for long-term care, which is really the bulk of the work that we do. Um, but before we get into that, it's really important that you know what you need to think about uh, in pre-planning. And nobody really sits around and says, when I become disabled, this is what I want to do. But we really should do that. We purchase homeowner's insurance in case we have some sort of loss with our property, one of our biggest investments, but we really don't have a plan for how to protect our life savings. That's really what we're talking about here today is having that insurance plan to guarantee that when you get into that situation, if you do, that you have a great plan in place. 
So we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about these things, but certainly in a strategy session, if you are facing uh, long-term care uh, options today or concerns, uh, or you want to talk about pre-planning, the different things we would focus on would be the types of care. So there's in-home care, which can really be a combination of formal and informal supports. Formal meaning uh, paid caregivers, informal meaning uh, family members who are doing this for free, like my grandfather did for my grandmother. Facility care can really include assisted living facilities, as well as skilled nursing homes. And then there are adult day options in certain geographical areas. And that's a place where you can take your loved one during the day, up to five days a week. Uh, they have meaningful activities for them, nutrition, personal care services, um, but then they come back home at the end of the day. And then again, in other geographical areas, there's uh, life care centers, and that's a much like an adult day program, but it's actually more of a comprehensive medical program. So how do you pay for care? So if you have pre-planned and you have uh, trusts in place and you have a plan for your assets, you may be able to qualify for Medicaid benefits. Now, Medicaid uh, is a program that is a federal and state funded program, but there are very strict financial guidelines to meet qualification. Now, jumping back to the front of the line, if you haven't pre-planned plan for your long-term care, you may find yourself privately paying for care. And that means spending money out of your pocket, your savings, maybe liquidating your house to pay for care. The average cost of care right now is over $11,000 per month. So that's a little over $133,000 a year. And that does not cover everything. There would be additional costs. So really it is important to have a good plan in place so that you could qualify for Medicaid benefits to cover the cost of your care. Now there are also veterans benefits and Landon talked about his accreditation with the VA. And then veterans benefits are really great if you're at home or in assisted living because they, they do provide a small pension. Um, for a married veteran uh, with a spouse, that can be a little over $2,000 a month. Uh, and then it goes down from there. So uh, a widow of a veteran might be around $1,400 a month. So it really doesn't cover everything that you need if you are in a skilled nursing home and the, the cost of care is 11,000 a month. Um, but it is a great benefit. But again, like Medicaid, there are look back periods for gifting with that. So pre-planning for veterans benefits is an absolute must. Um, and there is a three-year look back for, for veterans benefits. So again, looking at your assets now, if you are a veteran and you wanna try to get that pension benefit, we can help you with that. Now, the other option to pay for care would be long-term care insurance. And the thing with that is it's like life insurance where you have to meet a medical underwriting. So you can't need nursing home care today and then apply for long-term care insurance to pay for that. You really need to be thinking about that in your early 50s or 60s. Um, and if you do qualify in your 70s or 80s, you're gonna find that the cost of that is extremely high. 
you know, sometimes it, it can be anywhere from $6,000 a year to $15,000 a year, depend, depending on the policy that you get. And the benefit of the planning that we do is there's a one-time fee instead of annual fees to cover these costs. And then uh, finally, you may have heard of Medicare benefits covering nursing home care. And that would only be for a very short period of time. So the maximum Medicare will cover uh, care in a skilled nursing facility would be 100 days. So that's okay if you have you know, a, a short-term illness, but if you need to be there beyond your Medicare days, it would be private pay. And if any of you have experienced Medicare in a skilled nursing home, you know there's no guarantee to receive 100 days because Medicare uh, will potentially cut you off early if you're not showing progress in your therapy. Okay, so how do you guarantee Medicaid eligibility? So pre-planning, we're gonna talk about this a lot, is a must if you want to guarantee benefit qualification. And you can really only do that through a trusted elder law firm. So like Landon was talking about in Carol's uh, uh, testimonial earlier, um, her law firm wasn't able to help her. And it doesn't mean they don't know what they're doing. It's just they don't specialize in this area of law. This is all we do at the law firm. So we really can make sure that we help you give you the right guidance to protect what you want to protect. But I also do wanna mention, uh, again, there is a five-year gifting look back and maybe you're here today and you're facing an illness right now and you think, well, they can't help me. That's not true. There are still ways to help you even if you need care today. So again, please talk to us about that. Uh, we may not be able to help you protect everything, but it's better than protecting nothing. All right, so that's, that's thank you, Tammy. And so that, that brings us up to the question of what is pre-planning? Now, from the word, I, I assume you probably mean that it's uh, planning for something beforehand. But again, the number of people that I meet with that have not really thought about this at all is, is surprising when you get down to it. But what does it look like, really? So it looks like good estate planning documents. First and foremost, no one does a strategizing session with me without me making a strong recommendation that you have good powers of attorney in place and a good, a good last will and testament. I'll, I'll dive a little bit more in a minute about um, the distinction between a good and a, we'll say, okay one. But um, good estate planning documents are where it all starts. No matter what or how big the overall plan is, it's all going to start with the basics and they need to be good. Now, if we're talking about pre-planning and getting a, a plan in place for Medicaid, should you need long-term care, irrevocable trusts are very commonly going to be part of that. But standing alone, they may not be sufficient to ensure that all of your assets are protected. Again, a lot of times, the reason why this is a much more specialized area of law is that the, the type of plan that's going to work for you to make sure that if you need nursing home care, you can protect as much as possible is going to be comprehensive. It's not going to be targeting specific assets that you want to protect or trying to do any sort of blanket. It's going to be getting into the details and making sure that your plan covers all of your assets and all of your goals. So that's why the, the document, the legal documents are only one part of the plan. 
And that's why Tammy and I work together to make sure that everything's in order. Because while I can, I, I can talk through the legal documents and know how they work and what they do, um, it takes a team of people to really get a healthcare plan in place. Because again, you wanna make sure that um, you have everything that can address your immediate needs, but there's a lot of unknowns and a lot of things that could happen down the road that you wanna at least have a plan to address. Because if it's a surprise, then that's going to make things a lot harder and a lot more expensive on everyone involved. So it's important to uh, save your family the hassle and go ahead and plan ahead for what's next. So I, you've heard me mention it several times, but it all starts with essential estate planning documents. The, these, are, these are the basics, and we've heard the word of essential pop up quite a bit last year. And uh, after a little bit of finagling with the state, yes, elder law firms are essential, whether or not we were deemed such at the beginning, but these things are essential. And quickly after um, everything happened last year, the state learned quickly that you need legal professionals to get in and get essential estate planning documents done, even if um, circumstances such as 2020 are going on. These things, the need for this never stops. And again, the earlier the better, because having to meet somebody during a crisis, during a pandemic, is much harder than meeting with a healthy person that wants to come in for a strategizing session. So again, if there's one thing you take away from today, it's that you, it, it's worth your time to at least talk about the basics, getting the essentials in order. But if that's not enough to, to explain why, let's talk about the risks of not having good estate planning documents in place. And, and the, the main two would be the need for a legal guardianship or loss of control if things go wrong. So I mentioned earlier, the basic foundations are powers of attorney. That's covering both your finances and your healthcare decision-making. Because if, whether it's due to an accident or an illness, if you're ever unable to make and communicate your own financial and healthcare decisions, someone has to step into your shoes. So either A, you can be in charge of that now and leave written directions and powers and designate exactly who you would want to be able to work, act on your behalf, or you can leave it up to the courts to deal with. Um, so if a person does not have a power of attorney or any documents in place, and as a result of whatever it might be, finds themselves unable to make and communicate their own um, decisions or unable to sign legal documents, you have to go through the courts to get legal guardianship, which pretty much means a person a loved one having to take you through a court process to have you declared incapacitated in a guardianship appoint a guardian appointed for you. The effect of a guardianship is that the person that is appointed your guardian has the power to make financial and healthcare decisions for you. But as I said in the beginning, you have the power to, to designate those types of things right now. So why use the time and expense of having to go through that later and having to go through the court? <clears throat> now, this particular point brings up a good, uh, a, another good point about why the distinction between legal documents and good legal documents is made. And that's because, and Tammy knows this well, um, I've had to go to court multiple times to get guardianships for people who had powers of attorney in place. But those powers of attorney 
were more general or more boilerplate or done by somebody who does not specialize in this area of law. And so when they're meeting with me and Tammy to talk about things, you know, a person that's going into a nursing home and they're wondering who's going to pay for it and how they're going to do it during their strategizing session, we have plans to protect their assets, but then looked at their power of attorney and said, you don't have the powers in here to do what we're going to need to do. So yes, they were effective legal documents. They were properly executed legal documents. They were legal documents, but they weren't good enough to allow us to do what we needed to do in a time of crisis. And so that's the main distinction. That's why you always hear me focus in on what's good legal documents, because just because you have a power of attorney, they're not all created equal. So it's important that they have everything you would need so that you can continue to control your own assets and make sure that your own uh, goals for the second half of life continue, even if you're not able to uh, make your own decisions. But then also in that crisis situation, without a good pre-plan and good documents in place, you might say to yourself, well, you know, $11,000 a month, it might be tough, but, but I, you know, I could do that if I had to, so I don't want to do all this. Well, let's think about your spouse. So say you're the first person to, to need nursing home care and you're needing to pay $11,000 a month for your care. Well, do a little bit of math and think about how long that would take to eat up all of your hard-earned assets. And then after all of that, if you're the first spouse to pass away, what is your spouse left with to live on? You know, these assets that the two of you have worked together to gain are for both of you. And pre-planning is a way to make sure that no matter what happens to either of you, both of your hard-earned assets can continue to work for both of you. Because the worst case scenario and the worst consequence of not doing anything, and, and what honestly I've heard some attorneys tell people is that, well, there's nothing you can do and you just got to spend down everything at $11,000 a month until you're out. That's why we do this. That's exactly what we're trying to prevent and pre-planning is how you do it. So that's the basics, that's the essentials. No matter the size of your estate, no matter your health, no matter your age, during your planning session, I wanna make sure that you have good essentials in place. If nothing more needs to be done at, that, at this time, that's fine, but all good planning starts with good essential planning documents. But earlier I did mention an irrevocable trust. So why a trust? Well, a trust is a great instrument to allow you to choose what you're able to protect. You can keep control of the asset while it's protected and it can protect you and your spouse to ensure that even if you need care in the future or your spouse needs care in the future, whatever you've chosen to protect is going to remain there and remain for your spouse or for your children in the next generation without having to be spent down to absolute zero in order to pay for nursing home care. <clears throat> and this, this controls a very important, important part of it because while in order to protect things, the, there are some, there is some loss of direct access that comes with it. But again, being able to control the assets is extremely important um, and this is why making, this is why it's easier to go now than later, because it's not like giving it up to, to the next generation. I hear people say all the time that, well, why don't I just sign things over to my child? And to that, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why that's not, why that's not the best route to go, 
But then if you're willing to give it all away, why do you have anything to begin with? It's because you want to be able to use and control what you have for as long as you're able. And a trust is the greatest middle ground between getting something out of your assets, but still being able to work with it and control it. So trusts are a great part of any pre-planning um, that, that addresses long-term care. So during a long-term care planning strategy session, we can talk about what we're able to do to protect your assets um, using, using trust or otherwise. But again, this is one of really beyond the essentials, which is your wills and powers of attorney. Trust are the next greatest plan to make sure that what you have is protected and that your goals, whether it's from estate planning, what happens after your death, or even what happens later in life can still be met. But no documents exist in a, in a vacuum and nothing by itself is going to be sufficient. What we're really looking at doing during, with pre-planning is making a full comprehensive long-term health care plan. Because whether it's just good powers of attorney and good wills or, some, or a trust, you, it's not beneficial in the, in the broader sense to target in on particular assets to protect. What we want to do is look at the whole picture. Look at everything that you have now and your goals going forward and put it all together in such a way that it can preserve your quality of life, protect your assets, and ensure that when life happens, no matter, regardless of what that might look like, there is a plan that can be put in place. And then that short-term policy that I discussed earlier, but not policy, but the short-term benefits of doing this is that while the actual or the biggest effects of this may not materialize for some time, there's peace of mind now in knowing that you've had this tough conversation and you have a plan in place so that whatever happens in the future, you know who you can call, you know what your first steps are gonna be at least, and, and you know what can be done. <clears throat> All right, so to get this pre-planning started, what do you need to do now? Well, we've talked about a lot of long-term care planning strategies or having scheduling a strategy session. It's time to meet with us to, if nothing else, review documents you have. It's very common that you may have had a uh, will or power of attorney drawn up some time ago. You may not have looked at it in a while. There might've been changes in the law, changes in regulations or changes in your life that would lead to um, needing to change something in there. So if nothing else, let's have a look at it, get a second opinion and see if it's what works for you. Because again, we wanna make sure legal documents alone may not cover it. We wanna make sure that you have good ones in place. And then we can, um, and by doing this, we can avoid putting your family in a bad situation, whether that's a amicable family who's having to go to court in order to get guardianship powers to ensure that they can manage your affairs or that worst case scenario where there's no pre-plan in place and you're having to spend down to zero in order to get Medicaid to help pay for your, um, for your care. Or then even in some, some people's worst case scenario, the idea of family fighting upon a sickness or death. Planning ahead can ensure that you address all of these concerns and at least minimize the chances. No situation is perfect and no family is perfect, but at least a written plan takes a lot of the guesswork out of it.
All right, so let's hear from another client testimony here. This is from Roger Baker. Again, this is a, not a picture of Mr. Baker, but let's look at what he had to say here. So he went to see us because his parents were both in a nursing home. And he was very pleased with what we did to help them cover those bills. When he first called us, he really didn't know what to expect or even if we were able to do anything, because again, a lot of people are told there's really nothing you can do. But we made things easy. And before he came with us, he had asked around and was told that we were the place to go. So we were highly recommended. And thankfully, we lived up to his expectations for what he'd heard. We stepped in and helped settle his parents' affairs and to make sure the nursing home expenses were paid. At first, he had tried to do some of the estate work on his own, but he realized it was harder than he thought. Again, this turns out to be a very specialized area of law, and he's glad he made the decision to get our help. So again, you see some things and some themes in there that come up from time to time. One, he had asked around and he was told to seek the help of a professional. Um, and he didn't even know if we were able to do anything because again, in asking around, I'm sure he'd been told that there's not much that can be done or that it's very complicated. He even tried to do it himself and had noticed that this was not easy, especially if both of his parents were in a nursing home. I assume that there was a Medicaid application involved and Tammy knows, Tammy knows better than me that these Medicaid applications are not simple, they're not small. Um, and, but in his own experience, we made things easy for him. His parents' affairs were, were all settled and everything went well for, for him. I'm glad that we were able to help. So let's recap a little bit here. So reason one to do pre-planning is peace of mind now. The short-term benefits of having that are incredible. When you think about having, when you think about these things, this $11,000 a month for long-term care, what happens to your things when you pass away? Who makes decisions for you if you're not able to? For most people, that's an un those are uncomfortable thoughts and they're even more uncomfortable to talk about. But death and taxes are inevitable. So why, do not, why don't we talk about those? Now, it's of course hard to talk about it with family, but it's always time to get a professional involved to deal with these things because maybe long-term care may not happen, but the death and taxes you can't avoid. And long-term care for most people is going to play a role at some point during the second half of life. So with having pre-planning in place, whenever these thoughts cross your mind in the future, hopefully there's a short-term benefit in knowing that when you think about these things, there's a plan in place and you can say, well, if this happens that I'm worried about, then you know, I'll call the law firm and we'll put the plan in place and they'll know and they'll be able to guide me through it. And while you may not be in a position where you need the crisis plan or the Medicaid application yet, knowing that you know a person that you could call to get that ball rolling provides a great deal of peace of mind. And with that peace of mind, you can get out there and enjoy yourself for the second half of life. Because again, in the short term, that's what we want you to do. Get out there and enjoy yourself. But then of course, beyond the, the peace of mind that comes in the short term, reason two is the long-term benefits of being able to control your future. Now, I don't mean exact control. You don't have a crystal ball that'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. I tell people all the time that the reason why pre-planning is so complicated, seems so complicated, is that we can't know exactly what's going to happen. Now, if you were able to walk into my office and tell me what your final illness is going to be, when you're going to be diagnosed, when you're going to need long-term care, and exactly when you're going to die, 
I would make a perfect plan for you. And there would be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But that's not the way life works. Life happens and there's sometimes nothing you can do about it. But that's not, that's not to be scared. That's not to be scary. But there are no, there are some things outside of your control. But you can have control over the things that are in place to adapt to the unknown. Our office is full of knowledgeable professionals that do this all the time. They can take a look at that of your entire estate and your lifestyle now and make a comprehensive plan to make sure that you're better positioned to face the challenges of tomorrow. So that way, when the inevitable or the unforeseen happens, you may not know exactly what's going to happen and you may not have known that it was going to come, but you at least know who to call and you know that there is a plan in place that can address these things. All right, and for those of you that are not motivated by, by optimism, reason number three to do it now is that procrastinating comes at a cost. What seems cheap today can drain your life savings tomorrow. So not doing pre-planning and hoping that you don't need nursing home care. $11,000 a month adds up pretty quickly. So that, that's quite the gamble, not that big of a gambler myself. Then also thinking of cheap, going back to my theme of good legal documents, you might be able to skim a few dollars by getting a cheaper power of attorney by, by somebody who doesn't specialize in this. But what good did that do you if when you really need it, I'm still having to go to court for a guardianship? So again, think about these things. It's not necessarily just having something in place. It's making sure that it fits into a larger plan that you have. And again, we, we mentioned here again, talking about the costly price of procrastination, the average cost of nursing home care. We cannot emphasize that number enough. $11,000 a month is a lot of money. And even if you do, even if you look at your spreadsheets and, and do a calculation of, all right, could I do it? Is it necessary and what's it going to leave your loved ones if you do? You know, think about how long it would take at $11,000 a month to eat up all of your life savings. Now know that it's not necessary to do that calculation because there are a lot of methods in place that can make sure that you never have to meet such a dire circumstance. That's what pre-planning is all about. And then of course, I always add a thing about infighting because in the litigation part of the practice, unfortunately I see it but why leave it up to chance? You have the power to determine who will be your decision maker if you're not able to do it. You have the power to choose what assets you're able to protect, what happens to those assets when you pass away and who's in charge of doing it. You know these people better than me and you know where their fault lines and you know where there might be potential for, um, for confrontation. So, Let's not leave, let's cut the guesswork out of it. You know, let's let's uh, let's not leave it up to chance because it's certainly not fun and it's it's very unfortunate to see families in that situation. So if so, there's a short the the to recap those three reasons. There's short term peace of mind, long term, and making sure that you can at least control the trajectory of your second half of life and adapt to the unforeseen. And then three, the consequences of not doing it can be very expensive, time consuming and lead to family infighting that could be avoided. All right, and then Tammy's going to discuss another client that was satisfied with, with their pre-planning sessions. Okay. Thank you, Landon. Yeah, one of the measures that we use at the law firm is after we're done um, working with a client, we ask them to complete a survey. And 
In my 14 years at the law firm, I've seen this uh, statement over and over and over. And so this was a great example of the peace of mind that people feel after they work with our office. And it's really scary to go to a, an attorney's office because you don't know what you're facing. Um, but the, the reason I've worked here so long is we just, we have a feel about us. We try to make our clients feel extremely comfortable. Um, we don't want to be intimidating at all. And as you can see with hearing Landon, he's very passionate about the work that he does. And so, um, so this client, Joe, said that he came to see us. He was using another, or he can't see himself using another law firm. He came into the office upset and worried, but when he left, he felt calm and relieved. And that meant so much to him. And he thanked us for that. Um, so again, we hope that you will plan a strategy session with us. And I'm gonna now tell you how to do that so that you guys can have peace of mind yourself about your long-term care plan. So a long-term care strategy session looks like this. What you'll do is you would contact our office and we're gonna have a, um, a way for you to set up that appointment today online. Or if you're more comfortable calling our office, we have a scheduler who would get you set up with that appointment. And remember we have offices in Williamsport and in State College. So if you set up your appointment online, you're gonna see those two uh, location options. If you call the firm, just let them know which office you would like to meet at. Now Landon does work in both offices, so he would be able to accommodate um, either of those locations. And during that strategy session, we're gonna ensure that your estate planning documents are in good order. Landon's gonna take the time to review what you have. If you don't have documents, then he's gonna make recommendations. Uh, develop a plan for your second half of life. And then what we're gonna do is we're actually gonna put that plan in writing after uh, that first appointment. Plus, we're gonna answer any questions that you have about your unique situation. Um, we always say that we're not a cookie cutter law firm. And I'm so surprised, you know, of all the people I've met with over the years, everybody's different. Everybody has a different set of circumstances or family dynamics. And really what we do is adjust our planning to meet their specific And then at the end of our time together, you're going to know what documents you need. You're going to know what your options are for long-term care. And I can't emphasize this enough. You're going to have peace of mind knowing that you and your loved ones are going to be ready for the challenges of tomorrow. And as I mentioned, we do um, put together a written plan. So we know this stuff is a little confusing. And so we will spend the time with you to review our recommendations. We're gonna make sure you're comfortable with those recommendations. And then we will help you implement uh, the plan. So we'll prepare any legal documents you need. And most importantly, we walk you through this from start to finish. And I see this a lot in the crisis planning where people are just so overwhelmed with everything that they're facing. And I explain what we're gonna do and they just look at me uh, like a deer at the headlights. And I say, don't worry, I'm going to walk you through this step by step. And we do that in our pre-planning phase as well. So we will help you through all of this so you know what's going on, but you also are able to lean on us to take on the things that you can't do. So we value this strategy session as a $495 fee 
but we are offering this free to you today as a thank you for attending the seminar and listening to this discussion. All right, and uh, we hope that you are ready to take the steps to schedule your appointment. And as I mentioned, you can do that uh, online at chatwithsgy.com. You're gonna see that on your screen right now. Again, if you go to that site, that's going to be a, a page that has calendar appointments for State College or Williamsport. Um, or if you're more comfortable calling the firm, that's fine too. And you can call our toll-free number, which is 800-351-8334. And that again is 800-351-8334. All right. And so again, we want to thank you um, for, for coming today. And in addition to the consultation, uh, we're also offering a free book. And this is a book that Julie Steinbacher um, had written with some other attorneys. And it's titled, What You Really Need to Know for the Second Half of Life. It really dives in deep to some of the things that Landon and I talked about here today. Um, but what you can do is just let Kyle know um, after you set up your appointment that you'd like this book and he'll make sure that you get that. All right, so again, thank you so much for your time today. We look forward to meeting you and talking about um, your specific goals and making sure that everything's in place so that you have a good peace of mind.